Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. All right, all right, all right. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Loquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. On today's episode, we are digging into the mind, talking about relationships, it's mental health and relationships, people. And I have Melissa on the line to discuss that with me. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, great to have you here. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Just to, you know, remind everybody uh, who you are. Do you mind doing that for us? Of course. So yes, my name's Melissa, spelled with a Z. It's not that exotic as people <laughs> like to think it is. Um, I've gotten so many different names. I've gotten Meliza, Melisa, all kinds. Um, but anyways, uh, I am the host of the Talkative Introvert podcast. So if you end up liking this episode and like listening, we talk, go check that out. Other than that, that's pretty much it about me. Everything else is a little boring, so I won't get to it. <laughs> it's not boring. This, she's she's <laughs> phenomenal, y'all. She's goals. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> As mentioned, we will be talking about mental health and relationships. Um, the first thing that we had uh, on the docket, I don't like that word. I really don't like that word. Docket? <laughs> yes. I don't know why. <laughs> just sounds weird dock it you know I'm not going to do that because when you when when you say something sounds weird and people just start to say that over and over again then it becomes even more weird and people Mm -hmm. just like you know what that is a weird word like desk Um, (laughs) (laughs) all right but one of the topics that we uh, were talking about in the uh, intake meeting was finding the one. And uh, one of the things that uh, I mentioned to you that I really admire is that you found your one and it's um, your current partner, your husband. And I love that for y'all so much. <laughs> so what was, what, uh, did y'all meet in high school or in college? In high school. That makes me cuter. Oh my God. let me me get out of my feels okay (laughs) so what what is it for you when it comes to finding the one most definitely uh like what was it that made you uh you and your partner pursue each other uh what is it that you liked about him and what did 
he like about you uh, from whatever y'all, if y'all had that discussion. So mm-hmm. what was it about each other that brought y'all together? So, yeah, so we met in high school. We were both 15 uh, and he's actually my brother's best friend. So that's how I met him. <laughs> um, no judgment, right? None, none at all. Uh, so I guess, so what kind of like attracted us together? Well, other than, you know, my brother introducing us, um, well, it's kind of similar for them. So I went to a very uh, white school. There's, uh, you know, just a very small handful of us colored folk. (laughs) (laughs) There really wasn't that many. I think there was like in my class, I think there's just like one other Filipino chick and we, we knew of each other. We weren't really friends, but we acknowledge each other as a, you know, you're my fellow like Filipino. Mm-hmm. Um, We're in this together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause there have been classes where I was literally like the only Brown colored person mm-hmm. uh, and like everyone's white. Um, uh, my husband is also half white, but he's half Filipino. Uh, but what like really got my brother and him like becoming friends. I think he mentioned like my brother was drawing like Goku from Dragon Ball Z or something. Mm. And uh, it wasn't very common for people to like anime in our school. You know, it's, it's very, I don't know why. Um, we also went to kind of like a rich school, but we also were not rich. We, mm-hmm. they had our school district here has open enrollment. So like that school, for some reason, I guess it's because they got really, they get really good scores, like star testing and stuff. So it's a like sought out, sought out school. But um, anyway, so that's why my parents wanted us together. It's just, it's a good school, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, But it it was a little different. And so he was kind of like the only other person that like also liked anime and also liked playing video games and also liked all this kind of stuff. And so that's what really attracted us to each other. And we liked similar music at the time. We really liked email music, you know. I don't know. Are you a millennial? <laughs> I am. You are. Okay. So you remember those days. Yes. Um. <laughs> it was a great time. I remember the metrosexual to the uh, emo to the, you know, we're just here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that's like what really got us um, attracted to each other is that we just, we like similar things and we used to talk to each other a lot. We used to chat on MySpace. Do you remember that? Oh my God, MySpace. (laughs) I'm like aging us right now. Yes. Yes. MySpace was lit though. Look, when you get to make your, like design your profile, that's Facebook would never win because of that. Like I, my like they had middle school high school students learning how to code before coding was actually a a Mm -hmm. thing like for other people to do like the the fancier the myspace page the better you were and i I miss that for us i miss that so yeah like i don't know if you have a younger audience but for people who don't understand what we're talking about um, MySpace was like super custom- customizable and you could change your background, but you had to do coding. And mm-hmm. so there'd be like websites where you can like copy and paste. But if you want to like change a color, you had to like go in and change that code and all that stuff. And I loved it. I wish social media was more customizable. 
Right. Like, <laughs> I remember my page had like a playlist. Uh, so mm-hmm. I made sure that my playlist was able to start ex- uh, as soon as somebody logged in, uh, like came onto my page rather than having to find it. I had some glitter coming down on, uh, on um, <laughs> like in the front part. I had, I think I had like uh, a wallpaper that had all my favorite cartoon characters on there too. Then I customized the mouse that people had when they came onto the profile. Oh, I remember that. <sighs> it was so lit back then. <laughs> like you had personality when you came yeah. onto somebody's profile, and that's the thing that I love so much about it. Yeah. Now everything's just the exact same. Yeah, it's so boring. Like, do you remember your username? Oh, yes. Because um, I, 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 I kept the same username throughout. Like, it was always Trailmon, T-R-E-A-L-M-O-N, uh-huh. um, for all of my social media accounts until recently, in, you know, changing everything mm-hmm. up for the uh, podcast. But that was that was the standard. Yeah, mine was uh, <laughs> mine was Pacific Islander for life. Yes. Because... <laughs> the number four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> oh. Anyways. Oh God. Sorry, y'all. We had to have an old moment. <laughs> yeah, just don't mind us millennials. Oh, we're not appreciated enough in this uh in this country. So look, I love it. <laughs> oh. Oh, what were we? Oh, we were talking about you. How we ended up on MySpace because um, oh, because we, we used to chat about the chat. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we used to chat like every day on MySpace, and um, yeah, we just like built our relationship. And he used to come over a lot because obviously, you know, my brother's best friend, so he slept over a lot. I saw him all the time. I saw him at school, um, and at the time. I think so like right before he asked me to be his girlfriend I was actually dating somebody else at the time mm-hmm. and the only reason why I was dating this other dude was because I just figured like oh well he'll never date me because I'm his best friend's sister so I'm just gonna like go date this other dude um oh. so yeah yeah and then I like was chatting with him one night and I Oh, I asked him if he had a crush on anybody and he said, yes. And I was like, who is it? And I was like naming off our friends. Cause we had like some similar friends and like, and then he just like, wasn't, he just kept saying no. And I was like running out of a list of like girls, like girls names. And then finally he like admitted, like it was me. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, like he likes me. <laughs> um, and it was just so cute. Cause like, I liked him back, but he like, well, didn't want to disrespect my brother. And so like, he actually asked my brother if it was okay to ask me out. And I obviously like broke it off with the other guy. Uh, you know, oh. I was like the moment I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you were here as filler. <laughs> it's okay. What we're, we're in high school. You will heal. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's fine. He ended up dating like a bunch of people and I don't know what he's doing now, but um, he's, I'm sure he's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That is so beautiful. Oh my God. If y'all are tearing up, I am too, y'all. I am too. Did you hear it? He asked her if he, he asked the brother, y'all make sure it's okay. And then that's beautiful. (laughs) (sighs) 
okay, let me get out of my feels. Get out your feels, Vernon. <laughs> That's so beautiful, though. Like, I, I, I think that is, uh, like, the fact that he thought about res- um, showing that respect to your brother to make sure that he'll be comfortable with it mm-hmm. and then bringing that up to you. And then you just having that mutual connection and, and love for him, too. And that's just... Oh, I love love, y'all. I love love. <laughs> Me too. And I think ours worked well because we did build that connection and we were friends first, you know? And we already knew that we are compatible, like at least from the friendship level. Mm-hmm. So. So how, before y'all started dating and whatnot, how long did y'all know each other? Like, because uh, you did mention um, that he, your brother and in uh, him, they were friends beforehand. But was it like childhood friends, like kindergarten um, or? No, it's only been like a few months, really, because I just started high school. Because they, so he's a year older. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and my brother met each other. Like I think they met in like geometry class or something like that, and they were sophomores. So they just became friends that year. Uh, but they clicked so fast mm-hmm. and became friends so fast that like uh, they he was like already sleeping over and coming over and hanging out like beginning of the school year. And so what school starts like what August or whatever. And so we started dating the March after. So what however many months that is. Oh, so the lesson I learned today is anime can lead you towards your relationship. So <laughs> Watch anime, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Increasing the fandom one person at a time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, I know this doesn't really uh, stick for, like, you know, everybody, uh, because, you know, we all have our own things when it comes to relationships and uh, how we find our one and find our person. But what are some of the things that uh, for yourself, um, would you say is the qualities that uh, ensured to you that uh, you found your one? The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. Self, um, would you say is the qualities that uh, ensured to you that uh, you found your one? Um, um, was it because of the the friendship that y'all um, built beforehand solely on that, or was it the personality, the communication? If you can name like five or more things that really built that connection and make you realize that this was the person that you really wanted to be with, uh, what would that be? Ooh, okay. Let me think about it. Um, so I'm just thinking about, it was really hard 
when like high school was great because it was easy you know you went mm-hmm. home you only saw each other at school really because when we started dating my mom's like yeah you can't sleep over anymore <laughs> so we really only, my brother was not happy about that um so we only got to see each other at school and so uh I think our relationship even though we've been together since we were 15 it really didn't blossom until like after college kind of and so we did move in together at 18 um but during that time like 18 to like your early mid-20s you really are just trying to figure yourself out mm-hmm. And so that during that time was a huge struggle for us. Like we almost broke up a bunch of different times. Um, and so it's, I think what kept us together though, what made us stronger at the end is that we figured ourselves out, mm-hmm. you know, like we understood ourselves and, uh, you know, there's that saying, like, how can you love, what is it? What does RuPaul say? Like, how can you love yourself or how can you love anybody else if you can't love yourself? Mm, I think that's it. Something, something like that. Like that. Something, something like that. that. <laughs> but like, anyways, um, if you guys don't know who RuPaul is, like, where have you been? Right. Um, but yeah, so we like figure ourselves out and also like our communication got better. Communication will always be key. You hear that all the time mm-hmm. and it's still like a huge pain point for a lot of couples. And it's like, just talk to each other, you know, be vulnerable with each other. Like if you can't be vulnerable with with each other then you need to figure yourself out like why can't Mm. you open up and why can't you be that so I guess like communication vulnerability um and the fact that you legitimately enjoy being in each other's space Mm. like I absolutely hate when movies talk about talk badly about their spouses like you know how it's so typical in the movie for like the husband or the wife or whoever the spouse is always like talking about the ball and chain or talking Mm -hmm. about like how they're so glad to be away from so-and-so. And it's like, if you don't genuinely like being with the person that you're with, why are you with them? Right. Like I understand wanting your alone time and you know, people are people, you get frustrated, you get annoyed, whatever. But if majority of your time, you don't like spending time with that person or sitting down, having a conversation with them, just something simple or like just enjoying like their presence there, something's wrong. Like Mm -hmm. something's, you know, um, something you need to work on. I agree. And uh, one thing that really stood out to me is that um, you mentioned about, you know, your the 20s and whatnot how like that is a time to discover yourself understand who you are and I know that is a struggle for a lot of people who are in relationships because now you're trying to figure out yourself while figuring out your relationship and then mm-hmm. on top of that you have to figure out who you are within the relationship too um, <laughs> and that's a lot for a person to like um you know, engage in most definitely at a very young age because you're still working on uh, a lot of uh, mental development uh, during that time frame too. And I, I would have to say that I love that, um, like from my takeaway of it is that you two provided each other enough space to figure out those things. And I think that's one of the things that really do hurt a lot of couples, regardless of how old they are, is that they um, do not provide that space to their partners to figure out 
what it, who they are in those moments. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I feeling this way? Who is my partner? Who, like, who are they for real outside of our relationship? And do I really like this person? Um, because there are a lot of people who do get into relationships with people that they don't like. They only like the image of being in the relationship with them. They like what um, social media will think about them, what their family says their relationship will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, you don't like that person. You can't stand them, but you're still choosing to be with them on an ongoing basis. And like you said, why? What's the reason of doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, why allow yourself to be unhappy with someone um, just because of the image that they bring rather than the quality of life that they bring to you? Yeah, exactly. I think it's absolutely ridiculous how easy it is to get married, but how expensive and like how like torturous it is to get out of it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not doing anybody any good to be in a relationship where you're just just completely unhappy and upset and mad. And it's just not, you know, it's not helpful for you. It's not helpful if you have kids. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not the great it's a lot like and I get that um you know in terms of like legal legalities and whatnot um it's the assumption that people are signing these documents with the uh with proper guidance prior to doing this but we don't um we often uh conflate theory with practice we think that just because we theorize this is what people are going to do they're actually going to do those things uh a lot of people who do enter into uh marriages because um to use utilize myself uh uh experience that i had with somebody um this is hoeing and whatnot and i know (laughs) some people are going to judge me i don't care i did what i did and i did it willingly but uh (laughs) i was uh in conversation with this uh married guy um and communicating with them communicating with him about what's going on and i'm like why are you on these apps because if you're entertaining other people outside your marriage i'm going to ask the questions because i want to know um so i i want to know (laughs) right like why are you on these apps and through our conversations i realized okay you sound extremely unhappy in your marriage and are you not communicating that with your partner like i don't mind being your friend or whatever but like literally are you not communicating these things with your partner because if you're unhappy and they seem from what you're saying as though they're unhappy, why are y'all in this relationship? And I did meet up with this person uh, and um, it was mostly to play video games. Other things happened too. Uh, sexual things did happen, but that wasn't the intent of me going over there. Literally, I went there to play video games and I also, you know, further this conversation. But in that uh, conversation, I even learned even more things. And I'm like, okay, you are a person who fits on the realm of polyamory and you know that you like polyamory, but you are with a person who wants to restrict that part of you. That doesn't sound like an equal, you know, dynamic within your relationship. And I even had to give him like a visual example of where he stands in his relationship because this is a, a whole apartment multiple rooms and everything. And I'm like, when you stand in your living room and you do a full circle, everything in here represents your spouse. 
And then when you look at your space within your own apartment that you're paying for, you have a closet. Do you not see how visually that's unbalanced, which is a representation of the relationship that you're in, which is unbalanced? Do you, do you not see how that's an issue here? How you yourself have a space in your own relationship, but you're not having that conversation to have that. Like, why did y'all get together to begin with? And that <laughs> that came into an even deeper conversation. And I'm like, I it got to a point where I was like, before y'all even signed those papers, y'all should have actually had marriage counseling. And I'm not saying going to like your pastor and having them officiate. I mean, going to a professional who has a licensure in counseling. Like, yes, you can go to your whoever your spiritual guides are, who you're um, like your reverend or whatnot. You can mm -hmm. definitely go to them because they have advice that will benefit your um, your married life regardless but make sure you have someone who's going to uh, provide an education based off of what works in relationships too so that y'all have those tools to communicate y'all's problems effectively before you make those decisions that's going to be hard for you to get out of now you're stuck in a, a marriage where both of you are equally unhappy you're both trying your best to manage this but you're still restricting each other and neither one of you feel satisfied why stay why continue that pattern mm -hmm. why not try to fix it yeah and even like before marriage counseling like ask yourself why you're even get getting married to begin with because yeah. I was doing, um, I was doing an episode on my podcast about, <laughs> <laughs> about being a uh, child free. So we don't want kids. Um, so I did an episode about that and I was talking to my friend about my dad is a great example of someone who shouldn't have had kids because it's just not the, it's just not the lifestyle for him. But he did, you know, he got his girlfriend pregnant at an early age and he did the, you know, quote, right thing and married her and all this stuff. And I think for him, he probably would have had a happier life if he was just a bachelor, because yeah. like being in his in in a marriage and having kids just was not doing it for him. He um, slept around like he was a womanizer and he just you know, couldn't stay put, couldn't stay in the house. And for some people, that's just how they are. Like, that's mm -hmm. not their lifestyle. And for this person you're talking about, like, maybe he is poly and shouldn't be in a monogamous, you know, relationship. And, uh, or what did you say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so like, that's something you need to ask yourself, like, are you getting married because you actually want to get married and have this committed relationship? Or are you married because it's like the social norm? It's expected of you. It's, you know, it's the next step into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And you know what, but there's not a one size fits all. Like not everyone needs to get married and not everyone needs to be in a monogamous relationship. Yes, exactly. Because uh, I even think about my um, dealings with uh, my ex. And this is also part of me identifying who I feel as though may be the one for me. Uh, because uh, I, I would say my love language is somewhat within music. Uh, and if you can make me feel a certain song when I think of you, then 
I will definitely say I'm in love with you. And um, that is a feeling that I had with uh, my uh, previous partner. Um, and that actually made me feel though, you know, I might be open to marriage. Because <laughs> uh, before then, I'm like, uh, I don't like that so much. It's too much <laughs> stuff going on there. I don't know. <laughs> it's not for me. But just even having that feeling of, okay, this might um, go somewhere is making me think about long-term things that I can do with this one person, just me and him together. I like what I'm seeing. I like the way that this can build. But after that, I also realized that I do like the uh, having more than one person, uh, that monogamy does not necessarily work for me. But if my partner or partners do make me feel that song, do make me want to sing that, do make me want to engage with them in uh, a deeper connection, then that's when I know I found the one or ones uh, for me. Um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to talk about marriage? Oh, Yes, I was going to talk about marriage. Yes, but like, um, but knowing that uh, that difference, knowing that balance, knowing that this is what I'm looking for in terms of my partner makes me made me um, think deeply about what a marriage will look like for me and uh, make sure that those partners or whoever I do want to have that long term relationship with understand what that image is that I don't see a marriage as being restricting. I don't, uh, I see uh, if we have to sign a document, I see it as where we can express each other, uh, our differences, we can express um, our lives in a, a very free way um, that when it says, you know, sickness and health, I, I mean that, um, that when it does say uh, until death do us part, I mean that as well, because I do want to be with you. I do want that those, uh, I do want to have like accomplished multiple goals with you. I do want to build with you. Uh, and I also want it to be an experience that we both feel happy in. Uh, I don't want like, you know, you know, like prenups and stuff like that. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm very comfortable with those because that's like a financial decision. But outside of that, I don't want there to be any restrictions on how we express the way that we love each other uh, or how we may be able to express love with other people because I want there to be full trust and freedom within my marriage. And just communicating that with a partner is something that is necessary, uh, something that a lot of people don't, uh, many people do not uh, factor in when they do go into making that decision with who they want to marry or uh, if they are into marriage marriages is what is my personal definition of what I want within a marriage? And is this person that I'm looking to propose to do they want that same thing? And if they don't, then you automatically know that's not the person for you. It's, it's nothing bad about it, regardless of how much emotion or how well invested you are in that person. There will always be someone who's willing to meet the same standard of the relationship that you're looking for. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because there is, you know, there's two aspects to it, right? There's the touchy-feely stuff, like, you know, um, 
like for going kind of back to like earlier, like why I thought my husband was the one is because, you know, I have all those feelings. Like what, when I hear gossip or like drama or something, the person I want to go to is my husband. Like, like the, <laughs> cause uh, something happened recently and I was just kind of just waiting and waiting for him to come home. And I was like, Oh my God, spill the tea. <laughs> and like, we just talked about it and, you know, shared, shared the stories. And it's, it's, it goes both ways. You know, like if I'm with my girls and I hear something, um, like spicy or whatever, like, I just want to go home and like, talk to him about it, you know, like, <laughs> so there's, there are those like touchy feely stuff, but it's also like the other stuff, I guess, like, you know, if you're thinking about it, cause I work in it, there's like the functional side and the technical side. <laughs> um, but like the technical part, you know, like, do you want the same things? Do you guys both want monogamous or open relationship? Do you want kids? You don't want kids. If you do have kids, are you going to raise them in the church? Are you going to raise them to be agnostic? Are you going to, you know, then you're like political differences. And mm-hmm. there's, there's so many other factors to, that go in it because of the emotions are important. They're very important. But like, so is the technical part, because if your partner wants kids, but you don't want kids and you end up having kids, you know, there's a good, there's, you know, a good chance of you resenting that person for making you have kids, Mm. you know, like, and that's just going to be a part of your relationship. They'll be there in your relationship the whole time. So you do have to like, talk about all that, the technical stuff. Mm -hmm. And just to double down on something, it is okay for people not to want kids because I, I've experienced the shaming myself. Uh, <laughs> granted, yeah. I do want to have kids in the uh, future, but uh, it's still the, why don't you have this yet? And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you going to be paying for them or not? Like, <laughs> don't ask me to have anything that you're not about to pay for. <laughs> so exactly. like, like, we're not playing these games, but it's like, um, I hate that uh, most definitely whenever a a woman says that they do not want kids, there's that um, some people have that automatic response of wanting to shame them into doing it because Mm -hmm. everyone should have, no, not everyone wants to be a parent. Like one of my coworkers, uh, I don't know how old she is and I refuse to ask her, but she keeps leaning towards dating herself, but I'm also trying not to do the mental math to figure out how old (laughs) she is. Because she's like, she's met James Brown and everything. So I know she's at least 50. So (laughs) there's that. Um, Well, she said that when she knew him when he was like young too. So that's like at least 60. So I know she's (laughs) at least 60. (laughs) So it's like, well her and her husband they have not raised any kids they they don't have kids and she said that was the best decision of her life is not to do that but she's still the model auntie she um um most definitely for her uh, siblings kids she's always there for uh for them and their grandkids she's there for them she never adopted anything like that um, but she has strong mother maternal energy. And I love that because it's like going into work. I'm just like, Hey, how you doing? And she just calls everybody's baby. And I know she hears this. She, she knows I'm talking about her. Hey, Miss Pam, love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, she, she, um, mentioned so many times that, uh, Throughout her life, people uh, ask her, why does she have kids? And even younger, uh, like, because she was in education, um, some of her students will ask, 
why doesn't she have kids and uh her main thing was be like because of how y'all act that's the main (laughs) (laughs) but i'm like that makes sense because kids these days can be very 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 tiring and i don't Mm -hmm. want to deal with that um but it's like there shouldn't be a shame about making a a choice in terms of like raising and having like having that set um for uh, definition of a family mm-hmm. because there's many different ways that can be adopting that can be you know just without kids that can just be the family that you create whatever um so I just wanted to put that out there yeah thank you yeah I think it's really important to to tell people that that it's okay that you don't want kids and mm-hmm. you know my family is me and my husband and our dog that's our family so whenever I tell people you know my family uh, some people do assume, I mean, kids, but like, no, that is my family mm-hmm. and that's okay. <laughs> and it's a beautiful family and we are yeah. here for it. Um, so one thing that um, uh, we did say that we were going to talk about is dating in today's age. And um, I think you had a story about one of your friends or something that that, I don't know I forgot uh I know I definitely wanted to mention how it's rough out here (laughs) so if you are already married and you're in a relationship I'm talking to you listeners directly do not get a divorce Uh, like while you're in your relationship with your partner y'all y'all figure out have a conversation figure out what's going on Go to couples therapy. If you love them in the past, figure out why you don't love them now. If it doesn't work out, then break up. And I'm going to warn you, these streets is messy. You don't want to be <laughs> out here. It is crazy. People, mm, mm, I, what did I see on Facebook one day? I think they said it's only hot, we, uh, hot wings and um, something else out here. Y'all don't want to be out here in these streets. Y'all don't want to be out here. <laughs> Um, have you heard any horror stories about, you know, dating in today's age? I just know it's slim pickings. Like my, yeah. So all my friends, except for one, I think is, is single. And, but my one friend who's not single, she found her boyfriend through online dating. Like, you know, I think it was like Tinder or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but like we have a group chat, like me and my friends and we like my, my friends like to share, you know, like messages, like she'll, like I have one friend who'll like screenshot a conversation with somebody. Cause she's like, am I being unreasonable? Like, what's the deal? And some guys are just awful, just like awful. Like if there's a lot of guys who do not like no, like don't like being rejected and they just go off on her and there's this one guy who was just like so mean so mean like said like horrible things to her because she said no or she didn't want to hang out that day or something and yeah you know I understand that feeling uh, as a man who dates other men and and whatnot it's, it's 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 crazy and I personally believe everyone needs rejection everybody needs that because it helps you grow mm-hmm. I, I uh, said it before and I say it again I do not understand why people can be rejected by over 200 jobs that they applied for but when it comes to their interpersonal relationships with somebody that they're interested in they cannot handle that level of rejection like that that's a personal rejection. I, I get it. 
uh, and it, most of the time it's not because of who, uh, because of you specifically, it's just them not being interested in you, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But even a rejection from a job is still a personal rejection. Like they, there is all rejections. Like, yeah, like deal with it. Deal with it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm perfect. I've literally had people um, that I didn't necessarily reject, you know, reject them uh, or their advances. All I said, like your friend, I'm like, I'm not available right now, so we can, like, plan something out on a future date, you know, like, we can work this out so it fits both of our schedules so that we can, you know, mutually do this, and it's not going to stress anybody out, mm-hmm. and get backlash from that, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense, like, your reaction to my statement, it's not making sense, because, I advise you, I'm not available right now. And I get that you were looking for some immediate access to me. Sometimes that just doesn't work, but I'm providing you uh, access to me at a different time. Go with the option that you have an available option. You have a window that you can walk through, but you just want to just burn down the entire house when you could have just closed the door. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, but I love getting her stories. I know, (laughs) I know she doesn't love it, but it's just so fascinating. And like the one thing she gets a lot or just all women, I guess, apparently, and I don't, maybe men, um, just a lot of penis pics. Oh yeah. Just a lot. It's like, why? There's no need for that. Like like, ask, just ask. It's it's fine to ask. Like I might be interested in uh, seeing it that moment. Like, Clearly, you're trying, you want to send this because you're proud of your dick. And I, so it's the worst person of podcast listeners. I know I said that I have that news thread on the, um, on like on the Twitter page. Y'all can still utilize that. Feel free to post your dick pics. I don't care. Whatever news you want to drop to it, I don't care. Um, it's, I have a pin, a pin thread on there. And I just say, here, post your news if, if anybody wants uh, okay. to, do it, they can. But, um that's for those people who love to see news at least they have a a space where they can just see news but like the worst thing to do is to send me a nude pic of you and think that I'm going to boost your ego because that's never going to happen with me because what the most I will say is okay that's nice or ask you the question how are you doing because i'm just mm-hmm. going to ignore the fact that you just sent me a dick pic because i i like conver- conversation more than i like seeing a nude body yeah um, and it's like having an expectation that i'm going to automatically appreciate wherever you send because you're proud of it it's just going to ruin your day i just want to know like what's the objective like what do they want do they want you to praise it and I, I don't know. I don't get it. Look, <laughs> I'm I'm big in I am very big uh, on uh, like small dick humiliation now. Now that I know that's a kink, so look, if you just drop in a dick pic into my um, DMs, I'm just going to automatically go into that mind space that you want to be humiliated. So I'm going to humiliate you and then send you um, a, a bill for like payment because I might as well do that. <laughs> since you want to drop your dick pics i'm going to humiliate you and then ask for payment because we're having fun today <laughs> oh god i'm not 
not that horrible. I am. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I just would not ever understand the the motive behind it because for me, I I rather build up that anticipation. Make do things to make me desire to see your nude body. Like yeah. If if I'm having just a great conversation and you're um, expressing yourself and we're starting to talk about things sexually and um, we are communicating what we like and what we don't like uh, within the those acts and then you bring up hey would you like to see what i have working with might as well Let, let's see you ask um and also if you offer something sometimes it's best to offer without the desire of reciprocating anything back from that like if you want to share then share but that doesn't mean that the other person is um required to share the same thing that you sent because we didn't, yeah. we did not enter into a business deal. Let me know, like, did I? What was that the expectation? Let me know beforehand because you're not getting it back from me. But I appreciate you sending it. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, if if again, if I'm feeling you, and I know that something is going to, you know, develop from this, I don't mind sending it. I enjoy my nude body, so mm-hmm. I don't mind sharing it. But Again, it's build up for me. <laughs> yeah. Like sending a dick pic is like, it's like going straight into penetration without the foreplay. You know oh. what I mean? Oh, I had to say that. That, 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 that was exactly it. <laughs> Literally, that was exactly it. And I'm like, damn, that, that's, that's real. Very that disappointing. Hit you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hit the horse. <laughs> that's a sound bite right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Yes. You said you said what needed to be said. Uh, on that note, is, let's go ahead and transition over to never have I ever because. <laughs> yes, that's that's the word. <laughs> so you ready for some never have I ever? Yeah. So this one is never have I ever called my parents while drunk. Ooh, have I done that? If I have, I don't remember. <laughs> Melissa, you be getting drunk like that? <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Maybe like my early twenties. <laughs> Look, I think I think most millennials have that um, have at least one drunk story that they definitely do not remember, and, and I think there's a good number of us who've had like blackout drunk stories. Oh yeah, definitely have two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon if y'all want that story. <laughs> Um, I have not, I know I have not contacted, um, my dad while drunk. Um, I, I have definitely contacted friends while drunk, um, Mm. to get their advice on decisions. And they're just like, you already made your mind up before you even called me. So why are we, essentially that was the gist of the conversations and I'm just like because I wanted y'all to tell me not to do it that's the reason why (laughs) I needed that (laughs) but yeah parents wise nope not at all yeah I don't think so I'm too scared of my parents (laughs) I don't need y'all to be knowing what I'm doing right now like I'm drunk let me let me be chill I'm in my space (laughs) so this one 
I feel like you've done this. Uh, mostly, this is uh, me gender stereotyping, I will be honest. Okay. Uh, never have I ever written something on a toilet wall or door. Oh, okay. The only time I did was because it was a, it was a, um, like a tally. It was like Harry Potter versus something else. What was the versus? Shoot, I can't remember. <laughs> it's like Aragon or whatever that other, like, I don't remember other movie, but I was like, I, I was like, I had to go for Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't blame you. I probably chose Harry Potter too. And I feel, was this like during high school? This was in college. <laughs> that was my second guess. Cause I swear <laughs> I, I used to hear plenty of stories about girls' bathrooms having like the most interesting things on the walls, like it, like the doors of the uh, stalls. And I'm like, if only that would existed in like the uh, male bathrooms, because it's like, yeah, you might have something in there, but for the most part, it's like dick pics. <laughs> it's like a drawn dick. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care about that. <laughs> no, that's true. Women's bathrooms... They're, they're so different from men's bathrooms. And I know that because I used to work at Chipotle and clean bathrooms. Uh, but like in the girls' stalls, I remember in college, like some of them were really nice. Like you can do this final or like you go girl. <laughs> or like, you know, like if you need someone to talk to like, and they put like someone's number, it's, it's a lot nicer. But um, when I used to work at Chipotle, I just remember thinking like, why are boys so gross? Like, no, sorry to generalize, but it's okay. Um, in the women's restroom, it was always so easy to clean it. Like you're in there for like 10 minutes, you're done. Like when you're like in the closing um, shift, but the men's restroom, oh my God. I can just, I just remember diff- all, like every night was different. <laughs> and I don't know why, but like, like sometimes they'll stick, toilet paper on the walls for Mm. some reason or they'll like pee all over the place one time someone smeared poop on the wall and i'm like why what the hell like if this is chipotle (laughs) and it was like in a nice part of town too i'm so confused it's just it's just been that way though like i worked in like two different chipotles and i worked i worked in different places and that's always the case for some reason Men, we got to do better. We have got to do better. <laughs> we need yeah. a supportive bathroom environment. Like, oh my gosh, I would love to go into a stall and just be like, oh, look, a supportive message. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, whoever you are. Random dude 99. Okay, thank you so much <laughs> for the message. Like, why can't we do this? Like, I will say, um, like, even being within um, bathrooms that men, you know, visit frequently. It's always a mess. Uh, not Well, not always, but the majority of the time they are very messy and I do be disturbed because I'm just like, do y'all not have home training? And I'm tired of going to like public restrooms where multiple people can come in and seeing so many dudes walk out without washing their hands. And this is even during all of this COVID mess too. I'm still seeing people walk out without washing their hands. I'm just like, you are the reason why we're still in this damn pandemic. (laughs) You specifically. (laughs) I don't even know you or your history, but you're the reason. Like, this is why I don't shake people's hands. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
so nasty. <laughs> it's so nasty out here. Um, all right. Would you like another? Sure. Let's do. Let's do another. This will be the last one before we close out the sh- uh, the show. So never have I ever borrowed something from my roommate, uh, lost it, then lied about it. Uh, ah, I messed that up. Never have I ever borrowed something from my roommate, lost it, then lied about it, uh, about where it's at. Hmm. I think about that one. I don't know if I have. I feel like other people do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I'm the responsible one. <laughs> you know, I will have to. Now that you said other people doing it to you, I, that made that remind me of something. I definitely had that done to me because it's like, okay, what's going on? Oh, there was this one time my uh, <laughs> old roommate, uh, she came in the house and she was like, okay, did you drink my, um, it was some whiskey that she purchased. And I'm like, no, I didn't drink it. Like, girl, you drank that yesterday. Like, what? why are we here having this conversation? But yeah, that turned into, are you sure you didn't drink it? Like, I swear I did not touch that bottle. <laughs> I'm like, girl, what's going on? Are you still drunk right now? Like, do we need, do we have a problem? Should we have a conversation, girl? Like, what's going on? Like, how do you not remember that you drank this? Like, literally drank this yesterday. But um, I, I, I do not recall ever, like, because usually whenever I do have roommates, I purposely keep myself from touching their things like I'm very open about my stuff y'all can use it or whatever because I really don't care if it's in the refrigerator I literally purchased it for everybody um so have at it but when it comes to like their personal things I'm just like I don't want to be that person so I'm going to leave that where it's at even if I'm walking to the kitchen and I really want to clean up their mess like on a stove or whatever I'm just like "Mm, I don't want to touch your stuff like there was one time this was in my most um, recent apartment where I had like two other roommates um, and somebody just had their stuff on the stove and I was planning on cooking that day but I was like you know what that involves me touching their stuff and you know, mm-hmm. people be weird so I literally just didn't cook that day and I just went and purchased something because I'm like that's that's how opposed to touch other people's stuff I am but yeah yeah, I don't think I am. I'm really in a position to borrow stuff from roommates because mm-hmm. the only so I've only had there's only been two times where we had roommates because I, you know, I lived with my husband since I was 18. Mm-hmm. And so the first time was like with his sister, but that was only for like one year. And then the other time it was his other sister, his cousin, her and her boyfriend. And we all rented a house, but they were, were like, like newly 20 year olds and we're older I think by three and four years so we were the ones that had the stuff (laughs) like you know like I had I was the one that had like the silverware and the uh, we had like the pots and pans so it it was our stuff so I think that's why I probably didn't experience that because it would be me they would be getting Oh God, that that reminds me of that old joke about people stealing other people's silverware. And I'm like, I get it, but it's like we we have Dollar General. Wait, is there a Dollar General or Dollar Tree in California? Because I yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. See, we have Dollar General. You can just go there. You can get all the silverware you want for less than a dollar twenty-five. Well, uh, less than a dollar fifty because you know they moved that twenty-five. Yeah, cents. they, they raised it recently. 
And I was like, can you still call yourself that? <laughs> right. We need to rebrand. We need <laughs> just just go to the dollar store, STO. <laughs> I'm here for it. Like, oh my gosh, that would be beautiful. Let me start that. Let's let's just have a full-on dollar store and we just know that's where you need to go. Like it's it's gonna bring me back to my childhood. <laughs> go to the dollar store and pick something up for me okay grandma i got you <laughs> <laughs> on that note it is the end of the episode again melissa i want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast is there any messages that you would like to share with the audience um uh, anything at all like any tips tricks things whatever i don't know what i'm saying now whatever <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm the right person or I'm not a professional in anything, but I would just tell people like, if you're going to get into a relationship and if you want to get married or be in a committed one, just make sure that you know, that's what you want and that you're not doing something because that's what the societal norm is, or that's the expectation from you or, or maybe you're acting out of, you know, like a traumatic childhood or something, make sure you're actually doing it because that's what you want mm. and not because someone else or whatever entity out there wants you to do it. Yes. Beautiful message. Beautiful message. Uh, on that note, thank you all so much for listening to the whole Liloquy podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. Uh, just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.